Wine and Shine Podcast, episode 25. When you clean and you don't have a plan, you waste time, you waste product, you get frustrated, and you don't get the results that you want. I'm Nina. And I'm Liz. We don't have all the answers, but we do have a bottle of wine and some thoughts. If you're looking for honest musings on life, happiness, health, and wellness, you've come to the right place. We'll even throw in a couple off-the-wall jokes, some personal stories, and of course, some shenanigans. So grab a glass of wine and join the conversation. Hey, Wine and Shiners. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today, we're really excited to interview Melissa Maker. She's actually someone that my husband stumbled on to, and we'll talk about that later in the podcast. I'm forever grateful because if you have not heard of Melissa Maker, you need to stop what you're doing right now, go to YouTube, and watch one of her cleaning videos at Clean My Space. That's her YouTube channel. That's just a taste of what you get with Melissa Maker. She's got a really awesome book out based on a lot of what she does on the YouTube channel called Clean My Space. That's really just a step-by-step guide to cleaning and makes it really accessible and not overwhelming and really gives you the confidence that you need to tackle whatever you're looking to clean in your life. And I know cleaning seems like kind of a weird topic. Like, why are they talking about cleaning on this kind of health and wellness podcast. But for me personally, and I know Nina, you feel the same. I'm just going to speak for you now. No, I do. (laughs) I know where you're going and I absolutely feel the same. When your environment is not under control, at least that's been my experience. When everything's in disarray and kind of chaotic, how can you really practice meditation and feel truly relaxed? Or how can you, you know, do whatever fitness activity you want to do or, or succeed professionally if everything at home is kind of in chaos. Well, and the saying goes, a cluttered space is a cluttered mind. And we talk about that a little bit in this podcast in that when your space is clean and your space is tidy, so is your life and so is your mental state. And that makes a lot of sense. I know, for example, I've been really into like a lot of whites and clean and sleek things, Mm brights, and it makes me feel better. And when I come home and things are in their place and everything's wiped down and swept and things are tidy, I just feel physically better. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I also think a really important takeaway from this episode is that you watch someone like Melissa and learn what she does and you think, oh, she's, her place is clean all the time. Like, that's not my life. And, and you kind of get overwhelmed at how not in control your life is, but that's not how it is. Like our lives are never going to be perfectly clean. We're never going to have it all. We've said that from the beginning. We're never going to have it all figured out. Yeah. And the same goes for maintaining your space. You're never going to have perfection there, but you can build solid habits that set you up for success, I think. And in this interview, she really talks about like lowering your expectations a little bit because you can't have everything. Yeah, you can't have everything be super perfect and put away and clean and sleek all of the time. So it's a balancing act between where do you want to put your expectations and then changing your cleaning habits. And she puts it, putting your cleaning habits on autopilot. So there's just a lot of good takeaways in this episode. And we really hope that you guys enjoy. Yeah, I'm super excited. First, let's talk about some wine that we're drinking. Yeah, today we are drinking some rosé. And it has the cutest little pink bird on the front. I'm going to try to say it. Do I it. think 
I think this is supposed to be La like Russia? a pink chicken. No, it's it's Poussin. Oh, P-O-U-S-S-I-N. Le Poussin Rose. Okay. I don't You're know. so good at the French words, no, Liz. I took French and my my French teacher would be like, this is the worst. Go back. You failed. So that's a pink chicken, not a pink a bird. Pink chicken. Well, it's super cute. It's a really cute pink chicken from 2016. We got this at Target where, fun fact, Nina found you can buy real chicken. Not that you didn't know. Well, I just never shop at Target. You Grocery shop no. at Target. But I was like, oh, we're here buying unnecessary things and I need some chicken. Yeah. And we got some. So... Fun fact. Fun fact. Chicken at Target. All right, so let's give it a try. Mmm, I like it. It's a little bit too... Tart. Tart is exactly mm-hmm. the word I was going for. It's, um, you know how when you have a really dry Chardonnay? Mm-hmm. That's what this tastes like to me. Sorry for your luck, yo. It's okay. Uh, it's pretty color, though. I like the light blush red, and I love the pink chicken slash bird. Right, which is really, again, the reason we bought it. <laughs> you oh, look, always buy bun. according to the bottle. Yeah, so I think it's really tasty. I honestly wouldn't get it again, just being straight out there. Not, not going to get this feelings. wine again. But it'll be good for this episode, so I'll keep drinking it for now. For sure. Want to talk about some vitamins? Let's talk about some vitamins. Talk about Care Of. Yeah. So our new sponsor of the podcast, we couldn't be more excited, is Care Of. And if you guys have not checked out their website, I highly recommend it. If you have not checked out their website, I highly recommend that you do so. I really love that instead of just buying vitamins according to whatever you think you need, you actually um, get to take a quiz about yourself, about your health, about your health needs, and they recommend you a group of vitamins. The other really cool thing about it is they come in little packs. So you get, I mean, really however many you want. I think I ordered four or five different vitamins and they all come in one pack. With your name on it. With your name on it. Super cute. And you just take those four or five vitamins, however many you want a day and throw the pack away. So number one, it's like really compact. You just get this one box with all of the packs of vitamins that you need. And that's it, which in the end is a lot cheaper than buying like five or six different Different bottles. bottles. Yeah. They actually, on their website, they have price comparisons Mm -hmm. of how theirs works compared to if you went to a store and got, you know, a big bulk container of it that a lot of times isn't made as well and isn't as transparent in how their ingredients are sourced Mm -hmm. and what the production of the vitamin looks like. Yeah, and the other really awesome thing about Care Of is that their vitamins are ethically sourced and research-based and they're really honest ingredients. So we highly recommend our sponsor. And right now, if you hop onto their website and use the code SHINE at checkout, you get 50% off your first month of vitamins. Definitely. So go hop to it. Well, shall we get cleaning up our podcast? I love it. Let's do it. Now off to Melissa Maker. So thank you for coming on and talking on our podcast. We're so honored to have you here today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So I actually, um, this is Liz here. We might want to introduce our voices. Yeah, so you know who you're talking to. Um, I'm Liz. My voice tends to be kind of lower, I guess. Yeah, I (laughs) mean, I I think more people are like, you're kind of the peppy one. You're the peppy voiced one. Um, So actually, so this is Liz. And my husband actually found your YouTube channel, I want to say it was a couple of years ago. I, I was like upstairs watching Netflix and he comes in. He's like, hey, I think we need to clean our whole apartment. And I was <laughs> like, I don't understand. Like, what's wrong with you? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go. I'm going to buy like 
probably like $50 worth of cleaning supplies. And like, we've been cleaning all wrong. You're supposed to start at one corner of the room and then work it. And I was like, what is wrong with you? What did you drink? Exactly. I was like, but I didn't want to protest because, you know, like. It's a good thing. Right, right. Yeah. So, um, and then he's like, I think you should watch these YouTube videos. And I was like. Oh, well, if it's going to get you to keep cleaning, like, then I'll sure. do it. Yeah, I'm on yeah. it. So um, we have a cleaner household now because of you. So thank you. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. I love hearing that. I have a messier household because of me, but... <laughs> <laughs> Liz was like, you have to check out Melissa Maker. Like when she found you, she was immediately like, this is it. This is what's going to keep my house clean for the rest of my life. Go watch her right now. And so I hopped on and watched a couple videos and I was like, yep, you're right. Because you make it so accessible, which is awesome. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not a perfectionist and I don't live in a perfectly clean home. And I think it's really unreasonable, especially given the way that things are today with the crazy lifestyles that we lead and how busy people are all the time. Yeah. Like to me, it's just so utterly unreasonable to think that you can live in a perfectly clean home, mm-hmm. I, you know? And that's why I was really excited to put the book out because it was just this whole new approach to cleaning that I think is much more resonant with people who are of a different generation and a different mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of think differently. They approach things differently differently the way that perhaps their mom or their grandmother used to keep their house is entirely different from the way that they keep their house. So it's sort of a reality check. And I really think it's done well because it really relates. Um, People can really relate with that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know just from experience, my mom was a stay-at-home mom. And the way that she took charge of cleaning our home and keeping everything nice and tidy was is completely different than me who works full time all day and have a million other things going on. And not that like, I mean, being a stay at home mom was a full time job for her, but I just know that the way that she handled it and the way that I handle it is completely different. And so I think Mm -hmm. it's cool that you're providing information for a generation that like ours, just to more tailor that information for us. Exactly. And I, you know, that's the thing that kind of excited me. I saw this real opportunity where there wasn't that voice for our generation. Mm -hmm. It was all, you know, the Marthas of the world. And you're watching them and thinking, oh my gosh, I am not that person. Where's my person? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm kind of happy to be that person. Well, now instead of a video and watch it, that's what I used to do is I'd I'd look up like Melissa Maker car and then watch the video and then go do it. (laughs) So now that I have the Clean My Space book, which we'll get into in a little bit, um, I just like bring it around like my own personal guide (laughs) and just like have it on the floor with me while I'm doing baseboards or whatever and, you know, like work through it. It's really easy and, you know, takes kind of the, for me, the scariness out of cleaning. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. And I love hearing that. I mean, the whole idea was to create the book as sort of that resource or that guide that people could use and ideally not have to use forever. I mean, cleaning, once you you get it, you get it. It's pretty straightforward. And you know, when I started cleaning, I was growing a business and I had to do all kinds of research and I approached it not like, oh, how do I keep my house clean? I approached it very, you know, with just with a business mind. I thought, okay, how do I get the quickest most effective cleaning done, yep. how to get the best results in the least amount of time. And that's that was my frame of reference when I was reading the material. You know, and I referenced books quite frequently at the beginning. And then because cleaning is such a hands-on physical task, 
once you've done it several times, you start to build up this repertoire of moves and you start to get really familiar with things. And that's when you can sort of turn cleaning on autopilot, which is honestly my favorite thing. <laughs> that's the great thing. I can imagine it'd be kind of relaxing. I'm not sure if I'm on cleaning autopilot quite yet. <laughs> I feel like at work, I am. Like at work, I have to have certain things like at my desk, it has to be a certain way. On my piano, I have to have things laid out on the piano a certain way. And so she I go... music, by the way. Yeah, I feel like that's important note. to know. Side note. But oh, yeah, fun. I just kind of like go on autopilot and have to organize and put the papers where they need to be and put all the kids' binders away. And then at home, I, I'm not there yet. I don't know why. <laughs> Like I just haven't gotten on autopilot at home cleaning. But the good thing is you've had the experience of it at work. So you know it's possible. Right. Yeah. And that's great. As long as there's a possibility. That's you know? very true. Yeah. But way to spin it. Way to spin it and have <laughs> a positive you. note. I always look for the positive note. <laughs> yeah. Same with us. We were actually... So Nina and I were college roommates. And um, we used to... What are some things we did? We oh, had moldy gosh. muffins. I'm embarrassed. We Why had, are we chatting about <laughs> Because it's who we are. You're right. Okay. We used to have a dish nook where we'd put our breakfast cereal with like old milk and just like let it sit there. We yeah. were gross. There was a window um, in our dorm room. And you know, dorm rooms are so tiny, like the littlest yeah. room. And there was this space where the window was. And we decided that for some reason, that was the place that all the dirty dishes would go. Just right. like they go there and they stay there. Well, to me, that makes a lot of sense right. because there's a... <laughs> window and you can open the window, yeah. you can delay washing the dishes and you can get rid of the bad smell. So I actually think that's a great strategy. Validation. Thank you. But we did not clean the dishes no. often was the problem. But so I guess my I question it. is like, you also, when I first watched your videos, I was like, yeah, I bet she was always clean, but you weren't like you, you were no. kind of an inherently messy person. So that's a a big leap. And was it just like your environment was contributing? Like, were you stressed out? Or what made you say, you know what, something I'm doing is wrong. Like, I got to change this. Well, you know, the first thing I'll say is I still don't live in a perfectly clean home. I've just learned to either, you know, increase the amount of cleaning that I do or lower my expectations. Mm -hmm. But one or the other has to happen so that I can feel good. And like, like the truth is when you're a student, you're busy. And I'm not you know, life in general is busy. So having this ideal of living in a clean, perfect space all the time, if we had all the time and the money in the world, I think that's possible, but we don't. Mm -hmm. And I think there has to be some sort of a balancing act. So for me, you know, I was just used to living in a mess. And then I realized I kind of pulled back and I thought, first of all, I, I'm now homeowner. I'm not demonstrating pride of ownership by stewing things all over the place. And, you know, things that I paid good money for. And I paid for this condo that I live in and I, I want it to look good. I want to feel good in there. So that was kind of the first shift. It was sort of like this uh, sense of responsibility to care for my space. When I was growing up at home, like it was my parents' house. There's this funny meme that that goes around online. It, it makes me laugh at least. I don't know about <laughs> you guys, but in the cleaning world, I think it's pretty funny. It says, the house is always my mom and dad's until it comes to cleaning and then it's my house. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like you you you're just like, oh whatever, guys. It's your house. You vacuum. I don't care. I don't know. At least for me. Like yeah. I was very lazy fair about cleaning. I didn't really it was my parents' house. It was their problem, not mine. I but completely once, relate to that one hundred percent. And then once I moved out, it was sort of this balancing act. 
And then once I started the cleaning company, it was, you know, okay, it's in my face all the time and it frustrates me and annoys me and I don't like doing it, but I can at least appreciate living in a clean space. And then, you know, for today, if I come home and things aren't perfect, I have two choices. I can either do them and not be upset or stressed out about the fact that it's messy, or I can pull back for a second, remind myself that I've had a crazy day today. There are things that I need to do. I'll get to them. But I'm also really about like going easy on myself because it's really easy to pile on the worries and the shoulds and all of that stuff, which doesn't do anyone any good. So right, that's, that's, that's my philosophy. It's such a good piece of advice. And it's funny because this podcast recording is really timely because me and my husband just got in a little tiff the other day about the cleaning. And I would not say, Liz, that I'm very, very untidy. I mean, no, maybe, we've come so far. Yeah. Like I think I'm a dropper sometimes, like especially if I get home from work, I might drop my bag somewhere and then maybe I kick off my shoes and then I have like this mm-hmm. problem with the Tupperware. Like I'll bring, you know, lunch and I'll Tupperware and I'll leave it yes. in my bag and I'll plop it out of my bag and just set it on the counter. So Cody, my husband had been mm-hmm. gone for a week and or a few days. He was in Florida and he came home and, you know, some of my school stuff was everywhere. And he was like, immediately was just so upset. Like, cause he also works from home. So he's like, this is my space. And like, I just, it has to be tidy. And he gets very worked up if it's not tidy. And I really like what you said in that, like you can, you have two options, right? Like you can get mad or you can clean or, I don't know, like we, you can make a plan and go forward. I just feel like getting angry and mad doesn't ever solve anything, if that makes sense, right? Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't. And the truth is, you know, cleaning is a life skill. So the more you know about cleaning, and this is another reason why I was excited to write the book, because it is such a fundamental life skill, as much as we all think that it's, you know, not important. It is like yeah. cleaning really affects your headspace. It affects marriages. You have no idea how many people I hear from exactly like you who say, oh, my husband and I, my wife and I, my partner, my roommate, whatever. It affects your personal relationships. It's your personal space, right? So learning how to do it is really, really key. And that's why I'm so proud of the book because I think it is me just being able to contribute to this one life skill and not say, hey, you have to be perfect at it, but like, hey, figure out how to be reasonable, figure out a way to make it work for you. and you know, make it work for your family and your lifestyle and, and go forward in the world and feel good. I think what I love the most about it is like, so my big thing, like the theme that keeps coming back to me over and over again is like small habits, just little things, just doing, finding a routine and making it work. And it seems to be like, whether I'm looking at food or Mm -hmm. managing anxiety or whatever it is, it's all about habits. And so I love that in the book, you actually like lay out a plan of like, it's not just a matter of cleaning. It's a matter of like forming good habits and coming up, like you said, with a schedule that works for your family and outlining, you know, how you can put it into practice instead of making it like the big Saturday clean, unless that's what works for you, I guess. But Mm -hmm. (laughs) right. Yeah. The big Saturday clean. Most people, most people aren't into that. I think, I think really the habits and, and learning how to incorporate the small little tasks that can really pile up like the Tupperware thing. I'm right there with you. I yeah. like, I literally, I knew we had this podcast, um, you know, and I was just coming out from somewhere else. So I ran in the house and like you, I kind of threw 
thing down, but yeah. I'm looking at it and I'm thinking as soon as I get off this podcast, I got to clean up my container. I have to put that in the dishwasher. I have to hang up my coat. I have to fold my scarf. Like it's all on your brain. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, even though I didn't do it the second I got in, I know that it's something if I don't do, because it is a habit for me, it's so easy to revert back to my old ways, which is just pure unadulterated slobbery. (laughs) (laughs) If I don't stay on top of those little daily habits, like hanging my stuff up and putting my stuff away, that's how houses get messy and dirty. That's really what it is. I So I'm not sure if we really touched on this in much detail because we kind of just jumped in and started talking. But like, I guess what was your journey from complete slob to now writing a book about how to be amazing at cleaning? (laughs) Yeah, like what kind of led you here? Tell our listeners a little bit of background story. Sure. So it's uh, it's kind of an interesting story. I... I mean, I'm a little biased, but I think it's interesting. I'm sure we will too. That's why you're on. Okay. All right. So when I was a young girl, um, I had always known I wanted to be an entrepreneur. That was just, you know, my parents kind of looked at me and they're like, yep, she's (laughs) going to be one of those people that works for herself. They just have that personality. (laughs) I, I really did. I was so defiant and I was always creative and they're like, oh yeah, no boss for this one. So anyway. (laughs) Sounds like someone else I know. Um, Yeah. So a lot of people will say, oh yeah, I know someone like that. Mm -hmm. So I went to business school. I graduated in 2005 and I took the first job that was offered to me, which was the cool thing to do at the time. It's what all my friends were doing, Mm -hmm. except they got jobs that they actually wanted. And I got (laughs) like the world's most boring job working uh, in commercial lending for small businesses. Mm. at a bank. That sounds like what I do and it is kind of boring sometimes. Oh my gosh. It's not exactly, but similar. Well, you're different banking now, right? Yeah, marketing. That's a little more fun. Okay, hold on. Excuse me, that's fun. Okay, (laughs) mine was like, Going through financial statements. Oh my gosh, no. It was like this or poke your eyes out. Which one do you want to do? (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's so boring. Anyway, so I I also started dating um, my husband at, you know, my boyfriend at the time, mm-hmm. but I started dating him, you know, in, in June of 2006 and he was an entrepreneur and, you know, we were chatting and he was, he's a little bit older than me. And he said, listen, you're young. You don't really have responsibilities right now. No kids, no mortgage, just do it. Just quit your job, start a business. And if things go south, you're young enough that you can just get another job. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. And literally one year to the day I started working at that bank, I handed in my letter of resignation. I went uh, back to serving tables, which is what I did as one of my three jobs, simultaneous jobs throughout university. And I just decided to keep my eyes and ears open for opportunities. And I kept hearing people talk about, you know, like you're out with your friends or you're just kind of eavesdropping and you kind of hear people just like chatting about things. (laughs) You're like, And you kind of think about how that relates to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, every other conversation I heard had to do with how hard it was to keep a place clean or to find a good cleaning person. And it was like the universe was just bamboozling me with the same message. There it is. We talk you don't don't know this yet, but in every single episode, I said something about the universe. So um, as you were saying that in my head, my little bells were going off and they were going, that's the universe. That's the universe. And lo and behold, <laughs> Melissa says, there it is. that's the universe. That's a sign in and of itself. All right. 
Now it's done. Listeners, it's been said. We can move on. Okay. <laughs> so, and you know what? I'm so into that. Like if the, and I'm, I'm excited that that's part of your podcast. That's so cool because it's true. When the universe sends you a message, you totally. got to listen and you got to go for it. Yep. Definitely. And yeah, so I went for it and, and I kind of wrote this business plan and I took it to my uncle who is my mentor and he's like, this business plan looks great. And I'm thinking, perfect. That's why I went to business school. Of course I know <laughs> what I'm doing. And he's like, so who's going to do the cleaning? And I kind of gave him this raised eyebrow and I'm like, uh, I'm going to hire someone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's like, uh, no. He's like, if you're going to run a business, you better learn every single job from the ground up. And it was kind of at that point where I just applied myself. I, I went out, I bought a bunch of cleaning books. I started timing myself and cleaning things. So my mom, I was living at home at the time and my mom was like, oh, thank God she's finally yeah, I love cleaning. This. You know? <laughs> my house is so going was, to be great. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it was a very good time for her. Uh, and then, yeah, so I kind of built the business out and it, it took 18 months for me to stop waitressing. And then in 2011... Chad, who's my now husband, we got married that year. And he said, listen, why don't you make YouTube videos about cleaning? It might help us get more clients. Chad for the needs a special business. prize because he clearly started this whole thing. That's so cool. <laughs> you know, Chad gets a lot of special prizes. Okay. <laughs> don't you worry about his prizing. She's he's, like, I know. He he's gets great. That. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's, you know what? He's he's amazing. And he uh, he gets a lot of kudos and credit. and yeah. A lot of the time when I'm talking, I say we, and people look at me like I'm seeing ghosts. And I'm like, no, it's a, it's, it's really a husband and wife business. Yeah, it's me, it's my face and my voice, but it's really the two of us. Right. Yeah. So Behind that's kind of what happened. That's that's the journey. Wow. I really love that. It's also super inspiring because I, I just my husband is also an entrepreneur, and I kind of see how his mind works and how all these things kind of develop. And I'm starting to get a little bit of the bug myself. So it's really Ooh. inspiring to hear other people's stories. Like if something is speaking to you, just go for it and then just work hard and and it'll it'll happen if you have good intention and positive, I don't know, positive attitude behind it and work really hard. Yeah. And you know, the funny thing is so many people are scared of hard work. And the truth is it sucks sometimes and yeah. you really work insane hours mm -hmm. and things are hard and it's a struggle and risks and sad things, emotional things. And I go through emotional roller coasters all the time with my business, several businesses, you know, yeah. but mm -hmm. the truth is for me, I look at it and it's, it's at the end of the day, I'm so proud of what I do. I can only be my own boss. I, I would just not be able to work for anyone else. Yeah. And it's true. You work really hard, but the payoff is there and it, it takes time and it's an investment. No one really gets lucky overnight. Sometimes it happens, but not usually. Right. And you know, it, if it's what you want, you got to go for it. You got to work really hard, but it'll happen. It's so good to hear. I'm going to have to have him listen to this yeah. for sure and to make him feel good. And you get to help people like just, I mean, to me, I can't be my best self. I mean, like I said, I've come a long way since college. I'm at the point now, and my mom listens to every episode because moms. Um, so hi, mom. Hi, mom. <laughs> Mine too. Oh my gosh. My mom reads my comments and she'll text me and she'll be like, you just got a comment from XYZ person about this, that, and the other. Oh I'm like, gosh. thanks. She's like the YouTube police. She's it's looking really out funny. for you. She really is. It's a whole new level of parenting. I know. Oh my gosh. But... Might all laugh when she hears this, but I'm at the point now where like, I can't be my best self 
my God, there's nothing that I can do truly if my environment now, it's become yeah. so important to me, like having yeah. a good foundation. And I mean, like you say, it's not perfect. Like I'm always going to have, you know, I'm trying to get rid of that chair that has the stuff, the laundry on it, you mm-hmm. know, but, yeah. but you know, I'm working on it. Um, But just to have impact, like I'm able, like you're helping people build their better environment, which the, helps them to be better people. And I just think that's really cool. The, I mean, Thank the you. impact you can have. So, kind yeah. Of, kind of going off of what you were saying, Liz, like, what is your opinion on how your environment truly affects your mental and physical well being? Because I know, I'm sure you've read Marie, what's her name? Marie Kondo. Kondo. Yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. I have her book and I started it and I, I didn't actually finish it, but she has a lot to talk about with that. And I know you also feel the same way. So can you touch a little bit on your environment and how that affects you personally? Sure. I mean, for me, the most visceral thing, and I, I talk about this in my book too, is like when I walk in, I'm a sensory person. So if it smells gross, if mm-hmm. it looks gross, yeah. if it's noisy, like I need to come home and it needs to be serene and clean for me to feel good. And when I start seeing clutter or things that are out of place, for example, that really starts to mess with me. So, you know, I have to look past certain things. For example, we film in our house all the time. And we have our filming equipment that usually lives in the basement. But if we are filming, you know, every Tuesday we film. And then if we're going to film again on Thursday, sometimes we'll just leave the tripod and the lights out Mm -hmm. in the kitchen. And it's really difficult... (laughs) to just walk into your kitchen and see all of that equipment there and not freak out. So for me, what I, you know, again, what I was saying earlier is I just sort of take a minute and remind myself, this is temporary, this is fine. And I'll be, you know, I'll be able to get rid of this and and get my space looking the way I want it to. But truthfully, I mean, I can't rest easily in a messy bedroom. I find I sleep better when my room isn't cluttered. Mm -hmm. And that's not just hoity-toity, you know, airy-fairy stuff. It's true. I believe it 100%. Yeah, like it's hard to feel like not to get too personal, but like it's hard to have like good, like intimate times Mm -hmm. in a messy room. Like it's hard to feel relaxed in a messy room. If your bathroom is dirty, how do you really get out of there feeling clean? Like there, Mm -hmm. there are just so many different little things that you know, while it might take a little bit more time to clean that space, the value really is in the payoff of your emotional well-being. And that's what I keep telling myself when I don't want to do it or when I sort of grit my teeth, I just remind myself, you are going to be so much better off emotionally and mentally once this is done. Do it for your brain. You make it a part of your habit and then the payoff is so wonderful. Like you just feel so much better after doing it. Plus, I think I build up in my mind, like, a lot of times the things that are super messy, they get, I mean, they only get worse the longer and longer and longer they sit. So, like, get ahead of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Save yourself anxiety. Even even those those cereal bowls that you were talking about in your college dorm room, (laughs) like... If you leave it overnight, fine, we get it. But if you leave it for a month, it's going to be moldy. It's going to be sticky. It's going to be, yeah, it's (laughs) going to be so hard to clean. And then it piles up and it's gross and you're even less motivated. Like it's just, it's true. It's easy if you stay on top of it. But you know, it's funny that you draw the comparison to cleaning and working out because I actually think cleaning 
is better than working out. Really? Explain. Because I'm going to tell you, because you see results immediately. That is really true. Mm, Yes. And we like, and us in this generation, we really like immediate results and satisfaction. Yeah. Yep. That is really true. You know, I go to the gym three times a week. I don't like doing it, but I go. Do you think I have a six pack? Oh my gosh, we just <laughs> talked about this yesterday. We're never going to get yeah. six pack. We just like, you know, a six pack isn't a priority for us. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Yeah. And you know, how, I can't tell you how much ab work I do. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't have a six pack. Yeah. But if I spend 20 minutes cleaning my kitchen, you better believe that I'm going to have a beautiful kitchen. <laughs> so, such and, a good point. And realistically, stronger arms. Because, you know, yes. if you're really getting in, like, yeah, elbow, you could still work out. Elbow grease builds muscles. So one of the things you have in your book that I love, and I actually, this is, I'm getting ready to move. And so I told my husband, I was like, you know, we're going to go and we're going to replace all of our cleaning supplies with Melissa's recipes. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to label them and have them really cute. And it's going to be great. How did you get into kind of like natural make your own products mm. versus choosing just, you know, whatever you could find at the store. Yeah. My, look, my mom was a bit of a, in, in a loving way, you could call her like a bit of a tree hugger. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, and you know what, as annoying as I thought it was growing up, I so appreciate that, that now, because she taught me really good habits, like turn off the light when you're leaving a room, don't run water unnecessarily, recycle, don't waste packaging if you don't have to. Like she was always so environmentally focused, but not in a not in a brainwashing way, like in a very like practical, mm-hmm. re- reasonable way. And I've I've had a very strong sense of consciousness about the environment. And, you know, using chemicals, and by the way, like vinegar and baking soda are chemicals. So it's funny when people say, I don't use chemicals to clean. Yes, you do. Right. There's chemical <laughs> vinegar, water. Is like, vinegar is yeah. a chemical? Yeah. yeah what? Why did I know? Yeah. So oh, I, I mean, but, that. but it's chemical in the sense from a chemistry standpoint, oh, but it's yeah, not yeah. a okay. dangerous chemical. You know Got what it. I mean? Yeah. So it's just a bit of a misnomer when people say, oh, I don't clean with chemicals. Yes, you do. Yeah, you okay. just don't clean with harmful ones. Right. So, you know, the, the difference is really understanding, first of all, what works for you. And for me, when I started my business, I went to the big box stores. I filled a hockey duffel bag full of cleaning products that I just thought worked and I saw commercials for and fine, like they work, but you know, I was exposed to them all the time. I was dumping them down. I would get red skin. I would cough. Oh yeah. I I just didn't like the exposure. So I thought, you know, I'm going to start looking into other things. And I knew that you could clean with vinegar and baking soda. And I knew that my grandmother did that. And I always thought that was so old timey. But the truth is, it actually worked. It's and I broke, started. Don't fix it. That's the rule, so, right? And it's so inexpensive. So, you know, I started fiddling around with things and recipes and, and seeing what worked. And I realized, you know, cleaning is really simple. You need something that can lift dirt off a surface in a safe way. And that's soap and water mm-hmm. and a good cloth. And for 80% of the cleaning you're going to do in your house, you can use really basic stuff really basic stuff. And it was, it's economical. It's very easy to do. And 
it's gentle. Like you can clean without protective gear. I mean, don't splash anything in your eye, but you wouldn't do that normally. So my point is if, you know, if, if I eat vinegar on a salad and then I clean with it, that feels pretty good to me. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. So that's kind of, that's kind of how I got into it, you know? And, and I, I don't, I don't say not to use products. I think everybody has to choose their own adventure in terms of what works for them. That's just what worked for me. And, you know, I, I'll share that with other people. And if they like it, cool. I've been really trying to focus on becoming a chemical-free home in general. And so that's kind of like spilled over into even like the products I'm using and my shower Mm. products and uh, my hair products. And so do you have any um, recommendations for products that, I don't know, I could just hop over at Target and get that you really like? I've tried Honest Company. I've tried Method. I've tried, I don't know, what are some other things I have? I don't know. I don't look Liz at your sink. Liz, I look at you like you know what my cleaning products are. Know. But yeah, what would you recommend besides vinegar and baking soda? It, it all comes down. So first of all, remember, I live in Canada. That's, so yes. we don't mm-hmm. have the same things as oh, you true. Guys. Okay, true story. Okay, Like true the container story. store, which I know you care very yeah. passionately about. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't have the container store. When I When I travel to the US, if I'm fortunate enough to be in the presence of a container store. <laughs> it is a beautiful Columbus, place. Ohio, come on down. Come visit yeah. us. We'll take you there. There's a really big store about 15 minutes away from where we are right yep. now. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Yeah. So, I mean, we used to have Target and then Target left, which was a very I hard didn't know that. that. We're all oh, like, you know, <gasps> no container oh store God. and no Target. What? Yeah. <laughs> the Target, tar- it's a whole funny story, but Target came here and then they couldn't hack it in Canada for whatever reason. Long, very long story. If you're ever interested, you can read all the articles about it. (laughs) Yeah. So we lost our target, but you know, when you go to a store, if you find a product that is, you know, touted as a non-toxic product, you can give it a try. The the challenge is sometimes they don't work and the the price points are higher. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there are a lot of brands out there. I haven't tested a lot of them Unfortunately, I, you know, you can't try them all. Right. I've had really good success with, I mean, I think Method works really well. Mm-hmm. Seven is a great product line. What else? Just off the top of my head. I'm sure you guys know Dr. Bronner's. Yeah. Yeah. Also, that's great. Mrs. Myers. Mrs. Myers. Yeah. We have a lot of that. I have Mrs. their hands. Myers is very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there, there are lots of, there are lots of those options around and you have to find a product that works really well for you. Every home is different. Mm-hmm. The needs in every home are different. So different products are going to work in different homes. So it's really important just to test things out and get that mix just right. You know, what store-bought stuff do I like? What brands do I like? And what do I like to make? And what works for, for me and my family? But I, you know, I think if you're using something and it's gentle and you feel good about using it and it doesn't affect you or your family members, then you've probably chosen a good product. Yeah. I really like that you said if you can eat it, not that you would eat all of your cleaning supplies, but like, (laughs) I'm not going to go down my method spray downstairs, but yeah, I think that's a really good, yeah, exactly. I think that's a really good rule to follow. And if it's going to give you a rash or if it's going to like harm you, why would you want to put that all over your things? You know, what about essential oils? Can you talk to us a little bit about how you incorporate those into your cleaning? Oh my gosh. I, do you have another hour? (laughs) Yeah. I love (laughs) essential oils. 
Just down. So me some- too. Me too. Sometimes I feel like a bit of a witch because I'm always like pouring essential oils all over the place yeah. and it just feels really, really strange. <laughs> but, you know, I've even started putting essential oils like 15 dashes of essential oils in my tub before I turn on the shower. Oh, and then wow. that way, once the water hits the tub, it just starts breaking like the scent of Do the you essential use eucalyptus? oils. I love eucalyptus. But I mean, I, so I'll use eucalyptus this morning. For example, I used a mix of vanilla, orange, and peppermint oil. And that was a really nice one. Mm, I used peppermint and lime yesterday. That was neat. So yeah, I'm always just, you know, that's just like in in the shower, for example, but I will, I'll use essential oils, you know, when I whip up my own all-purpose cleaner for the kitchen, I have a couple of different essential oils tea tree and thyme that I keep in the kitchen. So I'll just dash some of those into my recipe. I made up a scrub yesterday. We were filming a video and I put orange essential oils in there because it was a degreaser and citrus essential oils are really great at lifting up grease. Mm-hmm. And they're also really great at lifting up your spirits. So mm-hmm. you've got nice. the physical and the emotional thing covered there. Do you use a certain brand of essential oil or just kind of whatever you find? You know, it's whatever's available at your health food store. The number one thing you want to look for is if it's touted as a pure, a 100% pure essential oil. You're not going to get the benefits of it if it is not 100% pure. So, I mean, the brand, the brand, like they're, they're, I don't even know. They might have different brands in the States than what they have here, but like now is another, is a brand that I really- They have that fresh time, Nina. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think I know. Mm-hmm. I use doTERRA. One, yeah, doTERRA. I mean, a lot of people love that. There's um, or acacia is mm, one. I've seen I've those actually, too. Yeah. So, I mean, there are a lot of them that are out there. You, you just want to look for a nice, reputable brand. And in my opinion, if you go into a health food store and you say, look, I want a 100% pure essential oil, they will walk you right over to the display. They'll show you exactly the oils that you want. And don't be scared by the price because it might look expensive, but they last forever. Very true. Now, I want to ask about, because you've changed my life with microfiber cloths. <laughs> uh, Nina, do you use them? No, I don't. Oh, I think we have some on our computer. I think Cody has You need has to get some. on microfiber cloths. Yes. I, Liz, we were watching some videos yesterday. She had to show me more. I, yeah, she had to <laughs> show like, me look more. look at this one. And um, she was like, it's all about the microfiber cloth. I was like, okay, Liz, I'll hop on it. <laughs> she, so, was, she was telling me it's a big thing. How did you get on those? And where can people get your microfiber cloths? Because you actually have your own line. I do. Yes. Thanks for mentioning that. Um, the website is makersclean.com and they are premium microfiber cleaning cloths. I tested over 100 cloths wow. before I settled on these ones. Yeah. I mean, I am picky when it comes to microfiber. So here's how I can kind of explain it to you. Remember, like, think back to those old timey Model T cars. Mm-hmm. Can you envision those in mm-hmm. your head? Okay. Now think about like a nice Tesla. Okay. Okay. So cleaning with microfiber is like cleaning with a Tesla. Mm. And cleaning with anything else is like cleaning with the old-timey Model T. I just so love I'm imagery. Be- that did help. <laughs> yeah. so like that re- I was yeah. like, yep, got it. <laughs> That's really what it is. I mean, it's just a new way to, to approach cleaning. It, there are so many benefits to microfiber. The, the reason it's called microfiber is because the mix of, of material 
Um, it, it's sort of like this synthetic mix of material and it's been sliced. I think, I think the number is like a hundred thousand times. So each oh. little piece of yarn that you see has been sliced a hundred thousand times, which is why it's called microfiber. And when you think about the size of bacteria, I believe they're mentioned measured in nanometers. So oftentimes and we're getting like really technical here, but the size of the microfiber itself is small enough that it can pick up bacteria on this tiny level. Mm-hmm. So with just water, the cloth can remove dirt, grease, bacteria, oil, dust, all that kind of stuff. And because it's thick and plush, it doesn't become saturated quickly and rendered useless, which is what often happens with a cotton cloth or a paper towel. Right. And you can use it several times before you have to change it out. It's super absorbent. They can usually hold eight times their weight in water. They don't leave any lint behind. They don't leave any streaks behind. So the reason I came across microfiber is because, you know, when you run a business, you look for the most effective and efficient way to do things. Mm -hmm. And in my research, people kept talking about microfiber cloths. And I was like, I need to get on microfiber (laughs) cloths. And as soon as I, because I was doing all the cleaning myself, as soon as I started using them, I was like, People who don't clean with microfiber are crazy. Man, okay. You got to get on. I'm, you I'm, I'm sold. I'm sold. <laughs> I'm heading. What what website do I go to to buy yours it's, again? It's makersclean.com. On it. I seriously am going to now. I They're think, great. Yeah, I'm ready. Awesome. Well, the last thing I want to talk about is your book. Um, and I want to talk about, first of all, like congratulations, because I've heard that writing a book is maybe like the hardest thing one could ever do. We've had quite a few authors on the podcast and it seems to be... Intense. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, you could definitely say that. It is. uh, It was a very intense process. I am so proud of myself and my team. You know, it it required a lot of my time. So my husband and, and the rest of the folks that work with us they really had to kick in to cover off what I wasn't able to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was it was just, it was a lot of work. It was worth it and it was a great experience. But yes, it is probably what it, I, I always say it was, you know, the, the most difficult thing I've done in my career so far. So what, I guess, without giving it away, and I kind of alluded to that I use it while I clean, but what can our listeners expect when they buy the book? Because they need to. <laughs> Like what, what are you really proud of in it that makes it different and a great tool for them? I think the thing that is most exciting is that I came up with what I call the maker method. And it's just this three-step simplification process that can take anyone, whether you're good at cleaning and you like it, or you're terrible at cleaning and you hate it. And it'll just focus you and get you doing what you need to do in the least amount of time and get the absolute best results. Because the way I look at cleaning is let's not be fluffy. Let's not waste our time. Mm. I'm going to show you exactly how to do the task. I list it out. It's really clear. It's really, it's a really easy read and it's just there to guide you. I, I mean, I want someone to pick up the book, read it and finish it and feel empowered. And that cleaning is not overwhelming, scary, and frustrating. And I've, I mean, I've been reading the reviews. I've been hearing from people that's exactly what's happening. It's what's happened to Liz. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you need a spokesperson, it's this girl sitting next to oh, me right now. You. Because it's like, you have you seem to have such a calmer attitude around cleaning since finding... Because you feel like you can do... Melissa's videos and then yeah. the book. And 
and like she converted a friend. Do you know what I mean? It's just, (laughs) it's really, it really has done what you wanted it to do. Yeah. And that, you know, that makes me really happy because I struggled with cleaning and there was nothing for me. I had to go on this journey myself. So the fact that I'm able to share this with the world, you know, that really makes me happy and the hard work was worth it. It, it's helping so many people. And again, I think it's really important to stress that it really is tailored to people like us and people that are living lives like us. So it's really accessible and the tools are really accessible to to our age group. Yeah. Yeah. And to anyone it's, who's I mean, busy. And to anyone's age yeah. group, right? But I think I'm I just, mean, yeah. When I, was, when I was thinking about who am I writing this book for, the truth is you could be a student and this book could benefit you. You could be moving out of your parents' house for the first time. You would get benefit. You could Mm -hmm. be a newlywed. This would be a great book for you. You could be a busy mom or dad. You could be a a bachelor. You have no idea how many like single guys are fans. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. (laughs) It's Uh, so true. It's, It's a real skill that they have. And then I even have like, grandmothers who email me and they're like, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, <laughs> but you, but did you it. taught me new trick. <laughs> like I get comments like that all the time. So it really, I mean, it's applicable for anyone. If you're living and breathing, you got to clean. Definitely. So where can our listeners find your book? So thankfully it's got excellent distribution and it's available in your fine country, but all over the world <laughs> on Amazon uh, it's available at Books A Million, Barnes & Nobles, some independent retailers carry it as well. Um, I just heard it was at the Hong Kong airport and the number oh, three nice. spots. There you and go. Was yeah, that was cool. Uh, so, I mean, it, it's available. I mean, if you if you go online and you type in Clean My Space Book, You'll it'll be it. right there. You can also go to cleanmyspacebook.com. You can learn more about the book. I've got a little video there that you can check out. Uh, and And there are also different links to retailers there. Awesome. If you had to give our listeners one piece of advice before we hang up here on the call to just jumpstart them on their their new cleaning adventure. So what would that one quick tip be? No pressure. No pressure at all. (laughs) I would say to approach cleaning with a strategy. Mm -hmm. And the reason I say that is because when you clean and you don't have a plan, you waste time you waste product, you get frustrated, and you don't get the results that you want. It's like going into the kitchen, having a roast, and not knowing what to do with the roast and just thinking, okay, I'm going to throw the roast in a pan. Mm -hmm. Then I'm going to turn on the oven to, I don't know, I think 400 degrees. It sounds like me making a roast. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know, ketchup, maybe, uh, I don't know, some thyme. Like You don't know what you're doing. Whereas if you just follow a recipe done. It takes you half the time. You get amazing results. It's the exact same with cleaning. So don't approach it anymore like, oh, hashtag cleaning sucks. I have to clean whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Go in with a strategy. And once you know what to do, life is totally different. And then it becomes a habit and then you're you're good for life. And it's easy. I mean, it's not... Listen, you might not love doing it, but at least it's easy. My, My goal is to make it as painless and as autopilot and as simple for anyone who reads the book. I love that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for talking with us and giving us... Now you have a new microfiber cloth convert. Seriously, (laughs) I'm not even joking about that. I'm going to buy some. (laughs) 
Hey all, we hope you enjoyed that episode with Melissa Maker. I know that we really are inspired to clean up our space. I, for one, am going to buy some microfiber cloths. Clearly, it is the new thing that I need to do. You, you will never go back okay. to not having them. <laughs> I'm seriously going to go buy some. But no, yeah, Melissa is awesome. You can find her on Instagram at Melissa Maker or at Clean My Space. Um, you can also follow her on her website, which is www.cleanmyspace.com and melissamaker.com, both of those places. And of course, check out her book, which at the end of the episode, she told you all of the cool places where you can buy her book, Clean the My Hong Space. The Hong Kong Airport. If you're in If you're in Hong Kong and you're at the airport, buy her book. Some light reading in the airport. (laughs) But actually, Amazon, all major retailers, anywhere that you can find wonderful books, I'm sure you can find hers as well. And last but not least, make sure you check out her Clean My Space YouTube channel. If Mm -hmm. you want to get a taste and you're like, I don't know, I'm on the fence about this book, which I don't know why you'd be on the fence about it. Watch her videos first. Tell me you're not in love with her and then go buy the book. Highly recommend. So another really cool piece of news from us is that we are hosting our first live event here in Columbus. If you follow us on Instagram, I'm sure you've seen, but we are going to have Simi Bodich, Taylor Riggs, and Katie Dalebout all with us in Columbus on May 6th. We are in collaboration with the Wonder Jam and we're going to be doing a live podcast. We're going to be asking them some questions. There's going to be wine, chocolate, coffee. It's just going to be a great time. So if you guys are in the Columbus area or want to travel to us, we would love to see you. Go to the Wonder Jam's website and tickets are $10. You can also buy tickets via the link in our bio. Well, thanks again for joining us. As always, please connect with us everywhere and anywhere. We are at Instagram at Wine and Shine Podcast. We're on Facebook, Wine and Shine Podcast there. Go to our website, www.wineandshinepodcast.com. We have new blogs. We have new blogs. And as always, please give this podcast a little kudos on iTunes. Subscribe, give us some stars, give us some ratings, give us feedback. And make sure if you have any topic ideas or questions or just really cool person that inspires you that you think would be a great fit to come on, please send that our way. You can do that at the website. There's a contact form. We'd love to hear any and all suggestions. Really, this is by us for you. So we'd really like to give you the best possible podcast ever. Absolutely. Thank you guys for tuning in and we can't wait to chat with you again next week. Bye. See ya.